people, it's your girl Tasha, the host of Womanhood Decoded, where each episode we endeavor to explore the intersections of womanhood, motherhood, and sexuality. Today, we are going to get into a couple of those different categories, and I am so excited to have with me Erica. Could you go ahead and introduce yourself? I sure can. Hello, Tasha, and hello to everyone out there. I am Erica Danielle. Um, I'm an RN, and I am the mother creator of Kenna Nurse Hill. Yes, you can. I feel like I should have a background person saying that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, she can. But I am here to help women realize how to heal, realize how to find balance, realize how to love their damn selves again. And we're going to be talking more about that and what I like to call a delicious life. We're going to be talking about that a little bit more, diving into what that delicious life looks like and how you can create one your damn self. I know that's right. And I like just the whole analogy of diving deep because mm -hmm. <laughs> there's a lot of places that my mind goes <laughs> just hearing that. <laughs> so being that you have, you are also the author of the women's guide to a delicious life, how mm -hmm. to medicate, masturbate, and meditate your way to blitz. Can you tell me a little bit about that creative process? Yes, it honestly was not something I planned on doing. Um, but during last year, which is crazy because it was COVID and it was a lot of fear and anxiety and unknown. But I remember waking up one morning and I'm like, oh my God, this feels delicious. Like I felt like I was in a Disney movie and this is no lie. I remember waking up and it's like the birds are chirping. I just felt so amazing. And the first thing that came out my mouth was, damn, this feels delicious. And I don't know what made me say that particular word, but that came out. And I noticed that it wasn't just a one-time thing. I'm like, okay, I get up the next day. It still feels delicious. What's going on here? And for me, that was a very, very big deal because not too long ago, just a few years ago, I was at a point where I hated getting up every day. I hated my life. I'm like, why am I here? Like everything was so blah. So to wake up and feel like I'm in a Cinderella movie and I'm Cinderella, it was like, what is going on? And at that time I had started journaling. And as I was going back over my journaling, I realized that it was me having intentional medication through plant medicine learning how to reconnect with my body or masturbate and learning how to calm my damn mind and take time to meditate and just take that time to rest and recharge and how those three things, they were like my key ingredients. And I'm like, oh, that's what made it delicious. These key ingredients. And I just kind of start writing about it and came up with this little quickie guide. I like to call it my little quickie guide um, that I wanted to share with other women and I didn't want to overload them with like this huge big book of all of this information, but I wanted to kind of give them a little sample of deliciousness. And then, you know, from there, it's like, oh, I think I like this. Okay, now I'm ready to make my own. So that is how this was birthed from my own life experience. And I feel like that is typically where the best content comes from, as opposed to um, trying to manufacture an experience. You lived an experience and then create it out of that experience. So I just think that is wonderful. 
If you could tell me a little bit about how your evolution, um, how you got to this point, because that's such a dramatic story that you shared in the beginning, as far as how you weren't really excited to jump out of bed to, you know, fast forward a couple of years later. Like, how did we get to that part? Because I'm sure many of us as women and just in general, people struggled and are still struggling, you know, dealing with this new reality that we find ourselves in. So how did you turn the page, if you will, on that time in your life? So what really happened was 2019, I said, I couldn't, I really told myself, I can't do this no more. I can't. For years, I had got married back in 2006. In 2005, I became a nurse. I had my son. The next year, I was married. And to be completely honest and transparent with you guys, I didn't feel like I was complete. Like, I thought that those were the things that make you happy and make you full and whole. And it's like, okay, I've got my degree. I wanted to be a nurse. I became a nurse. This was my little boo thing when I was a young girl, and I'd have married my boo thing. I always wanted a son. I've had a son. We went and got our house, but I still didn't feel complete. And what I didn't realize, which I now understand, is that from those years up until 20, the end of 2018 going into 2019, I had really disconnected from understanding how to nurture those feelings, how to nurture me as a woman. I was so trying to fulfill these other roles of mother. I'm a nurse, I'm a wife, but I never really took the time to understand who I was as Erica, as this woman, as this being. And with me being so disconnected physically, um, spiritually and mentally, it began to kind of fall over into the physical where I was super disconnected from my body. So when I would get signs that things were wrong, I didn't understand. It wasn't even that I couldn't hear the signs. I didn't even know the signs were talking to me. We were like, my body was on AM and I was on FM. I didn't even, I couldn't even hear anything that my body was telling me. And around 2017, 2018, I started having all these health issues. I had never had problems with my health. I'm having issues with fibroids growing out of control. They're thinking about giving me a hysterectomy. I'm like, what the hell? My skin started breaking out. Like it was horrible. Like I was thinking I was turning into like the, the dude off a of game of Thrones. If you guys used to watch that the one guy and the little girl had like that rock skin. I'm like, am I turning into a monster? There Listen, was just- <laughs> that is such a wonderful analogy. I know exactly what you're talking about. Thank you. I thought that was me because on my arm, I remember an episode of him looking on his arm and it was like a patch. I had one. I, I'm showing I'm like, I'm on camera. It's funny, but I had like a space on my arm that was like really dry. And it was like, patches on my skin on my face and it was just like what is going on and I realized during that process of going to the doctors and they're like oh I don't know maybe you're stressed and I'm like hell yeah I'm stressed because by that time me and my husband had even disconnected and so that role of wife and what I thought made me a woman that wasn't really there so then it's like well, who am I then what what's wrong with me so then of course we always think there's something wrong with us we're broken you know and I was taking all that in and trying to keep it together for my son and still try to smile for everyone else and look good on the outside. And I remember like the end of 2018, 2019, January, I was like, I can't, I can no longer live like this. And even though I didn't know what it would be, I remember honestly saying or reaching out to God and I'm like, okay, as if I'm telling God what to do, but I was like, you know what? Okay, I'm gonna let you, leave this because I don't know what to do no more. I've done all I can do. I'm right. going to take over as if God needs me to give him the go. Right. But, and it's so funny because I think back to me making that statement 
And I was like, okay, so what can I start doing? And it was like, it was like right then it was like, God was like, oh, she's listening now. Okay, let me start dropping some gems to this girl. Um, and it was like, something told me, change how you think. Huh. And it's so crazy that that popped into my head because I was at a speaking engagement a few months ago and I was thinking about how in 2013, I met a young lady and we were doing like a business, like a, like a business, uh, multi-level marketing, some things like that. And I was on the phone with her complaining about, oh my God, nothing ever works out for me. My life is horrible. This always happens. And just on this negative downward spiral. And she stopped me and she's like, do you think you create any of this? And at first I'm like, I beg your pardon. No, the hell I didn't create this. Why would I create some bull? No. And she started telling me about the power of your word and your mindset. And it's so funny how she planted that seed in 2013. But again, I didn't really nurture it. You know, like I had the seed planted, but I never really tended to it. I didn't go out into that garden and make sure everything looked good. I didn't water it. I didn't cater to it at all. And so from 2013 up until 20. 19, it's so crazy to think of how, uh, for lack of a better word, how fucked up life had got for me. Like, and to think 2019, I said, okay, maybe I should start paying attention to how I think and what I say, because clearly, girl, you've been doing some bad thinking and talking. <laughs> so right. let's just see, let's, what can you lose at this point? You're already looking like a damn rock man. Um, I had postponed doing a hysterectomy just because I had never had major surgery and I was kind of fearful. And I'm like, well, let's just hold off and see what I can do. Let's just see if right. something will happen. And so dealing with all of that and I'm like, okay, let's start changing how you think. Let's just see. Cause again, what else can go wrong? Girl, right. you at the bottom now. So it can't get no worse than this. Mm -hmm. And I began to like slowly become more aware of like the foods I was eating. And not that I was like some diet crazy person but I just became more aware of what I was putting into my body and it started with just food and then every day I would just say good things to myself even though when I looked at me I still didn't like her and I still saw some of her past mistakes some of the things that she didn't do too well or the things that made her feel inadequate but I was still hyping myself up and you know you're amazing you're beautiful you're a brave badass I think that's on my wall where I'm at right now I used to write things on my wall in my office and said so that was like beginning of 2019. By that summer, like I completely looked different. Like I started looking at pictures from the year before and I was like, damn, what? Like you, it really hits you, the progress you made. And I'm like, I really right. done that much difference. And even people um, that I knew were like, oh my God, you look so different. What are you doing? And I'm like, I'm thinking different. I'm actually starting to connect with myself. And that whole thing just kind of went into me learning how to meditate. I had always wanted to meditate, but I thought, girl, who got time for that? Who got time to be sitting down talking about namaste? Anybody got time for that? <laughs> Especially <laughs> in our lives. Listen. Yeah, I'm busy. I don't have time. <laughs> I don't have time for me. What does that look like? And so I started with five minutes a day. That was really how I kind of started really working on the mindset, just five minutes. I remember having my iPhone because I thought five minutes was going to be like 55. And I'm like, oh, that's going to be a long time. Let me set this timer so I can try to stay on track. And then it became with me doing that every day to where five minutes was like nothing. And I'm like, oh, I need more of this. Uh -huh. And then I remember having a meditation session in my little, I have a little closet in my basement and I was in the closet by myself and I was meditating and I was doing like a chakra meditation. 
And I swear it was so crazy, but I did. Um, now I had a little smoke break before my meditation. And I noticed that when I did consume cannabis and not just smoking, but doing like CBD oil drops uh-huh. and really, really using CBD, which is a whole nother story of how that changed my life. Like, right. You know, the tinctures. Listen, oh, girl, see, I'm over here waving my hand like I'm in church. Yes. Those <laughs> tinctures will save your life because. Everyone may not want to be high, but everybody can benefit from some healing. You know what I'm saying? Right, and everybody could use some relaxation, especially if they are a type A personality that's wound up like I am. And even Mm -hmm. if you're not that type of a person, I mean, everybody, we go through a lot in a day. And to just be able to utilize something that's from nature that doesn't have any sort of property that would alter your state and you get a benefit it's a blessing continue Erica. mm, all of the things so i remember that day having my little meditation moment and it was a feeling that i have never in my life felt like i don't even know how to put it into words but it was like this warm like liquid lava but i think lava is hot hot but it was like it felt good and i didn't know how to describe it and Again, I'm just going to be honest with y'all. I know sometimes I, they be like, girl, you keeping it too real. But I literally mm-hmm. couldn't even get through the meditation because I kind of like start touching myself. And I'm like, oh, what is what is happening here? Oh, my God. I, I feel amazing. And it went into a whole self-pleasure moment. And I swear that after that ended, I felt like freaking She-Ra. I was like, oh, my God. Uh-huh. I mean, like the creativity that, that came from that and even during then, that was like really when I was kind of even in the beginnings of Canoners Hill and kind of dabbling and understanding more about plant medicine. And it was like, it just opened my mind to something different. And I'm like, oh, I want to do that again. Okay, let mm-hmm. me try that again. <laughs> and so, right. I let me remember, girl, something that's just happening this one time, if it's a fluke or not. Right. And that's even like when I, to move forward to how the delicious mornings came and, and I'm like, okay, is this real or I'm just tripping? And then it kept happening and it did get to a point where I could get through meditating without touching myself. But I realized how powerful that was and how it really gave me a moment to take time to reflect. Like I would go through meditations and go through some reflective questions. And I started really writing things down and realizing, oh, girl, it wasn't everybody else. It was you. You was allowing a whole lot of mess in your life. It, yes, there are people who have done some crazy things to you. But you were so broken, Erica, you didn't even know how to set boundaries, how to have a set of standards. And that's why you were dealing with this. So it's like through those meditation moments, it really helped me to find myself, rediscover who I was. And I started finding other ways. I got into coloring. I had not colored since being a kid. I mean, honestly, I hadn't thought about coloring. I'm going to paint and sit parties, but I haven't thought about pulling out no crayons or colored pencils. And I would do that and realize how that was also kind of a form of meditation. It allowed me to relax. And through that, I could just become so much more creative. And I found so much more balance and bliss. And again, continue to just journal and write things. And I remember doing a um, a 21-day manifesting challenge, which I'm working on one myself. But when I was doing that one and going through things, I'm like, wow, it's crazy. Because I look back in my journal like, damn, that has happened. That right. is oh my god didn't I speak that like what so it it just mm-hmm. began to fuel in me and it's funny because when this all started happening and 
then 2020 comes and I'm really like, yes, I'm going to really get into meditating and I'm going to get out and meet other women like me. I had found a group of other black women because again, I kind of always felt like I was the black girl in a, when I would go to these different online communities. Listen, you like, be the on- listen, listen, girl. I'm so used to being the only one in certain spaces and I don't even care at this point, but whenever you see someone that is like you, it's just like a sister girl, hey girl, hey moment, because it's yes. just like, I don't know, our experiences are just so different in life. And it's like when we can actually get to a place where, you know, I see you, you see me, and it's not even competition. It's like, I want you to thrive. You want me to thrive. Let's go here and relax together. It's a beautiful thing. Yes. And that's what I didn't realize I was missing. But right before COVID brought his nasty ass here, um, I went to this, I found this event online, which again was something out of my norm, but I had started doing things that wasn't what the old Erica would do. I found a group, um, Mm -hmm. I'm from Detroit, so I found a group here and it was in in January. So being that my parents are from Detroit, was it actually, was it in Detroit? Was it in Dearborn? No, it was in Detroit, downtown Detroit. Oh, it was actually in Detroit. Okay. Yeah. And I have to think of the name of the group. But it was like um, something in T. Okay. But when I went in the room and it was, it's a building downtown. It looks like a house with the lady, the girl who, um, it was two women that put it together. And one of the girls has this like loft where she does uh, coaching or mindset coaching, which at that point, I didn't even really think that was a thing. I'm like, what? Right. do that? And she had this cute little loft in the top of the building and it was set up with big pillows on the floor. And, you know, to think sometimes you go in a room. Now, you can sometimes have issues when you're the only black girl. But mm-hmm. then sometimes you got issues when there's a whole bunch of black women because sometimes it's like, oh, who she thinks she is? Oh, I don't know her. Man. It was none of that. It was like, like I had really found my Wakanda on earth. I'm like, oh, my God, all of these amazing, beautiful ass women. And they're like, hey, oh, my God. It was amazing. And we had a, a meditation session. And I remember what I took away from that was, I had never told my body, thank you. Now I had been learning how to meditate and connecting with my body and feeling good, but I had never told her, thank you. And wow, it's little things, isn't it? Yeah. And it's like, I remember doing the meditation with them. And then we were having like, again, some reflection afterwards. And it was like, I felt a spark in my body. Like, oh, she remember us. Oh, oh, she back. Oh, okay. Okay. Now she's giving us some props. And it's like, even so after that COVID comes and things are shut down, but I was still like floating on this high. Like I was still right. floating. And even like I say, in the craziest of times, I was able to find bliss and balance and really understand my purpose and hmm. start to cultivate that. And here I am talking to you on your dope ass podcast about it. So it's listen, so crazy. I am here for it. I am here for this journey because I feel like I don't know. When we as women, we get on this thing that I call the conveyor belt of life, where we're not even living at this point. It's like we are on autopilot, like we have matriculated through whatever academic institution we have, you know, acquired certain relationship titles. Um, We've done certain things professionally, but it's like we're just gathering Uh, checks or boxes, you know, in life, but somehow we're not feeling fulfilled. 
And so that was part of my reason for even having a podcast, because I felt like I needed to find a way that I could connect and collaborate with other women and other just people in general that are on a like minded path in that, you know, we're all trying to evolve. We're not satisfied with the status quo and we're trying to essentially create our own happiness. And so when I came across your content on social media, I was just like, listen, this is something that people actually need to know about, because regardless to whatever walk you might have in life, another thing that I appreciate about your content is that it. It, while it could be, I guess you could look at it as slightly taboo, being that you come from a medical background, being a nurse, I feel like the tidbits of information that you give are practical, they're relatable, and um, it's something that you can truly integrate into your life. So I'm very grateful that you, know, you have decided to sit down and uh, have this conversation with me. So um, if I could ask a question, um, mm -hmm. outside of your personal evolution, do you feel like this new mindset has... Um, started to impact any of your other relationships, be it personal or platonic or even professional? Yes. So the first so? thing that <laughs> happened, uh -huh. um, so with me being a nurse, that was one of the biggest kind of obstacles I felt like when it was me wanting to be the full Erica, because I'm like, ooh, but you a nurse and you probably shouldn't say this and you have to be professional. And so I was struggling with that. And then um, I was doing case management at that time on the phone, telephonic case management for an insurance company. Okay. And I began to notice that it was like, it was hard for me to do my job. And again, I, I had started to become more connected with my body. So I would notice how my throat would sometimes tighten up. And I'm like, oh, your throat chakra off. Cause you're not really being, you're not being true to who you really are. You're trying to fit into this box. And so I ended up leaving that job, which is funny. I had never thought I was going to quit that job. When I first started it, I loved it. But over time, I'm like, this isn't me. This is not who I am. And I quit and left that. And it was scary in the beginning, but it's been an amazing journey since then. And in my personal relationships, what was really a big turn for me or when I knew, oh, girl, you own to something is. Last year, uh, my son, because, you know, kids were home. So, oh, yay. That was amazing. Very sarcastic. I'm saying that. Mm -hmm. so he was here every day, all day long. Um, and he was noticing my habits. And he had said to me, he's like, I noticed a difference with you, Ma. And I'm like, really? And there would be times when I would come meditate. And he's like, I'm going to come meditate with you. And he just turned 16 this year in May. But to see that he noticed it. And now... Um, Actually, be, the beginning of this year, 2021, I had him and uh, my stepdaughter, I had them do a manifesting challenge. And it's been such a blessing to see how him at 16, her at 21, how they've been able to add this mindset and really be start to be more mindful at a younger age with how their mind and their words create their reality. Mm -hmm. So I was it's to me, I know a lot of times we want to leave a legacy of wealth and all of that. And I'm all about leaving that. But to be able to instill that in them while they're young to where that's something that'll be a norm for them. So as they get older, it's normal for them to, like I say, check themselves before they wreck themselves with their thoughts and the way they're doing things. So that was a blessing for me. Um, with my marriage, it's uh, really funny because 
me and my husband had been separated from like 2016 to 2018. Yeah, uh-huh. so like summer 20, well, beginning 2018. We'll stick with that date. <laughs> so, and um, with me deciding to get back together and, you know, attempt to make this work, I knew it was still some doubts that I had. And that's why I knew by 2019, girl, you got to do something different. Uh-huh. And it's been amazing to see how the fact that I view myself in such a different light, that the things that used to bother me or the things that I would worry about, it doesn't happen. I realized that my happiness doesn't come solely from another person because that's how mm-hmm. I kind of growing up. It's like you get you a husband and he going to make you happy and take care of you. And you just be cute and cook dinner and bust it wide open when he need to. But uh-huh. that's not even really reality. You know, like that. Yeah. And so it's been really a blessing to be able to find who I was, love me so much that it's easy for others to love me. You know, a lot, a lot of times I think we try to do stuff to be like, oh, like me, like me. But no, when I began to just love on me and focus on me, it's like uh-huh. that shit start like exuding out of my body, you know, to where even other friends of mine. Um, I have a friend who was going through a rough patch in her marriage in the last year and just from conversations we were having, it's not like I'm trying to be Dr. Phil or anything, but we were talking recently and she's like, I'm so thankful that I had someone like you and not just the friend who's like, girl, mm-mm, leave him, but right. to actually provide nurturing to a friend, to find a way to nourish her spirit and mind during that hard time uh-huh. and using what I used. And so for me, it's definitely been more, a lot of times we think taking care of ourselves is so selfish or oh you can't do that because you have a family but really I say self-care is the most selfless thing you can do because it allows you to give easily without really trying one of my quotes is a well woman never runs dry so when I'm well and equipped I can give with ease yes I love that oh you might want to say it one more time for the people in the back yes a well woman never runs dry okay we keep it real juicy over here real juicy All sorts of things can be lubricated in life. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, it's definitely, like I say, I would have never known um, that this would have come from that. And I was thinking back to, like I say, 2013 when someone planted that seed in me. And I'm thinking, damn, if you had a really nurtured it then, who knows how much of a bad mama jama I would be by now. But I'm just grateful that through all of those experiences that were not the best, I learned a lot. And Mm -hmm. I had, I feel like sometimes we have to go through things to grow through them. Mm. And now I'm able to say, okay, now I'm a nurture that plant now. And that's why my biggest thing that I always try to focus on now is how are you nurturing me and nourishing me in any relationship, whether it's friends, sexual, you know, your partner, business, it needs to be nurturing and it needs to nourish me. And if you ain't doing that, then I can't. I can't be bothered. Exactly. I feel you on all of that. And I feel like that's just part of my journey as far as um, protecting my peace. Because in doing so, like you were talking about as far as self-care, there is just this mentality in our community that self-care is something that um, is for suburban women that don't share our ethnicity. Mm-hmm. And I personally feel like that is very damaging because 
all that we go through. I'm not saying that other I'm not going to discredit anyone else's experience, but I know that we go through a lot in a day and in a year. And, you know, sometimes when it comes to our relationships. And so I feel like if anybody needs self-care, it's us. But I think sometimes, like you were talking about at the beginning, um, we don't even have a starting place. Five minutes seems like a lot, you know, to many of us of just taking time to just, you know, breathe in and woo-saw and reconnect. Because sometimes it's like, you know, I was talking to one of my um, colleagues and she was just like, well, when you meditate, what are you even really trying to connect to? Like, you know, I keep hearing words like divine feminine. And what is it that y'all are even talking about? She was like, I feel like, Everybody went to a seminar and I missed it. <laughs> Girl, you ain't missed the seminar. I said, it's just um, a lifestyle and it's a mindset. And what works for me may not work for you. You know, like when you were sharing about adult coloring, that's something I really have gotten back into again. I'm rediscovering again because I did it a lot. I want to say maybe six or so years ago, it was my way for dealing with stuff because at that time I was dealing with a lot in my work office environment that was hostile. Um, and so for me to deal with that, I would do adult coloring. So at this point, I don't have a hostile work environment, but I have a toddler. I'm not going to say that there's a correlation between those two, but I'm going to just say that um, I needed to find something that um, wasn't always cannabis because sometimes while I enjoy, you know, utilizing cannabis, sometimes I'm not able to because of what I might have to do still in a day. You know, now, of course, I could microdose and of course I could utilize different things like CBD, but sometimes I'm in the frame of mind where I'm going to do it. I'm going to do the whole thing. Like I'm not trying to have um, a fat free cannabis experience at times. And so, um, yeah, I've gotten back into coloring and I feel like it's just the thing where she and I can do it together, even though it's not a quiet activity like it used to be before I was a mother. Um, because she's very much interested in what I'm coloring um, in my book. And we have like, I'll buy us two books, but somehow her crayon still ends up in my book somehow. <laughs> but um, yeah, it has just, it's been something that has brought me much quiet. I don't know if it's brought me peace yet. Cause I feel like I'm still working on attaining peace, but I feel like I'm on the pathway to peace. And I feel like sometimes you just have to start somewhere. And then to your point, as far as how powerful our thoughts are, you know, um, I had to come to realize that if I am going to sit and feel pitiful, then nine out of 10 times, I'm going to look pitiful. And then if I look pitiful, I'm going to feel pitiful. So it's like, it's a domino effect. And I'm not saying that we need to fake it till we make it. Cause I feel like we do enough of that in society. But if you just try something different, even something like as simple as taking a walk and listening to an instrumental um, track, or, you know, like you mentioned, journaling or coloring or meditating. There's all sorts of different things and pathways, you know, to self-care. And I feel like just start somewhere, pick something. And nine out of 10 times, just the discovery process of finding out what um, you find to be enjoyable yourself can be um, can begin a whole new, I guess you could say, discovery within yourself. I don't know if any of that resonates. Yes. It it really reminds me of something I thought about not too long ago about how, and I think you even was bringing this up, but 
we just do, 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 right? We got to do this. I got to go. I got to hear. I got to do that. I got to do that. And I had to realize, wait a minute, we are human beings. When am I going to be? Like, I'm not a human doer. That is not what we're called human doers. We're human beings. And we don't take the time to just fucking be. Right. <laughs> and there's power in that be. Like, be. It's power in that be when you just sit. And, you know, even as being a human doer, it's like, you got to grab your phone. First thing in the morning, grab your phone. What they say on Facebook. Oh, she's so dumb. Why she say that? And then you're scrolling and it's mess, mess, mess. And we don't realize how that fills our day and how that that little bit of negative or that little lie you saw somebody post on Facebook. Mm. Now that energy is in you. And now you snapping nice. at us. And we don't realize, and I didn't realize that because that was my routine. I get up out of bed, phone in my hand. What's somebody on here lying about? What's somebody? Yeah. They either lying down or crying on here. And yes, I'm all for it. I was the only one because sometimes I'd be looking at people's statuses and I'm like, oh, they know they lying, but okay, I'm going to roll with it though. But I will sometimes do that. I'm the guilty one. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to take a picture of it and I'm going to send it to my best friend because she's not on social media. And I'd be like, oh, and she'd be looking like, oh, that's a whole lot. I said in the morning too. I'm like, so you slept and woke up and put that lie up there? Uh -uh, uh -uh. And I had to stop that because I didn't realize how everything we bring in. See, a lot of times we're in this area, you know, it's this zone now of life where people are more aware of what they eat. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we're, you know, we want to look good on the outside. Everybody going to get their body done and ain't no disrespect. You do what you got to do for you. But we're so okay. We're so focused on the outside or, oh, I eat clean. But you're still listening to bullshit. You're still watching bullshit right. all day long. You're still talking to people who, who have no nourishment to give you. Mm-hmm. That is still feeding your body. And I didn't realize that until I had to slowly cut it out. Because I was not a person who, when I would hear people like, oh, I journal and I sit in nature. I'm like, girl, okay, you probably be real high or you ain't got nothing to do. And that was what I thought, like, oh, okay. You ain't got no real problems. Girl, okay, what you stressed out about? Because what, the cure egg ain't work today? Girl, get out of here. (laughs) And that's really what I used to think. And so I always tell people, I know what it is to be the regular person. And that's why I even though in the beginning, I kind of struggled with wanting to open up and share this new version of me. I said, there was like, God was telling me like, yeah, you crazy. And I'm still working on you. But people need to see you right now making that change. They don't need to wait until you get to be perfect. And then say, oh, you can be perfect too. Because there are still times when I have to catch myself when I'm like, oh, girl, get off Facebook. And then before I look up and it'd be two hours. So now I can know, uh-uh, get off of here. Go read. Go, go sit outside for a moment. And I, so now I know how to check myself before I wreck myself. <laughs> I it. It's a process. Though. It, it is. is a process. But for me, I'm going to be honest and say for the thing that had me all the way triggered was the hashtag, the snapback uh, or snapback hashtag, because watching these women, some of them um, celebrities that were older than me and some, you know, my seemingly my same age and, you know, they're holding their three month old baby and they have these perky boobs and they got abs. I'm like, how? Explain it to me. But then listen, (laughs) I had to come to the conclusion that first of all, everybody has different genetics. Mm -hmm. Um, Secondly, people have different teams as far as who they have of as far as support. And the support that I had at the beginning of my postpartum journey is nothing like the um, village that I am building at this point. 
So, you know, my situation now is completely different. So now I'm able to go to the gym. I'm able to, you know, go to spinning class. I can go to yoga. You know, I can go do what I need to do to maintain and try to put my body back, you know, together piece by piece. Whereas, mm -hmm. you know, but it's taking me, you know, my daughter is about to be two. You know, and my stuff, I still won't even use no um, hashtag talking about no uh, snapback. Because honestly, I don't know what really snaps back after, you know, when you're so close to 40. I feel like I'm putting it together and I'm going to just hope for the best. You know, <laughs> it's right. you know, I don't know if there's a hope for the best um, hashtag on Instagram or not. But um, I just feel like sometimes, like you said, we get sucked into a vortex of time on social media and we don't even realize it. And we don't understand how much it's impacting us on a mental and an emotional level. And it's mm -hmm. crazy because, you know, just like, I don't know, maybe five or 10 years ago, it wasn't even a thing. And now, like you said, you know, it's hard for us to, you know, even function, wake up in the morning without, you know, feeling like we are missing out on life if we don't check, you know, the timeline somewhere. But um, I just want to say that it has been so refreshing speaking to you and to also hear a woman that has gone through some real things and come out on the other side, because, you know, I just feel like a lot of times we also see um, so many things that are curated especially when it comes to the black family and, you know, especially even in my own family, um, not just my immediate, you know, but, you know, aunties, uncles and them, it's like, you know, people always want to talk about, you know, they've been married for X amount of years, however much it might've been, but how many of those years could you y'all not stand each other, you know? And right. how did you get to the point to where you could again? Like, how did you start dating again? How did you start rediscovering, you know, because there's different chapters and phases of life you know the where i am now versus where i will be when my daughter goes to high school and college is going to be a completely different mindset you know so um in my life i'm trying to be intentional about not losing myself because to be honest um it was i was also consumed in it um by my daughter and i feel like COVID helped to perpetuate that because it was just she and i together and then you know we were quarantined on top of it you know so i think that added another layer but you know just having a life outside of whatever one thing it is for some people it could be work other people it could be church other people it could be their marriage, but whatever it is, I just feel like, you know, we just need to seek balance in all mm -hmm. areas. And if you have balance and self-care and pleasure, you know, mm -hmm. however way you get to it, I feel like, you know, we'll all possibly, you know, function better. That is so true. When you think of balance, I always think about a car. You don't want to ride in your car when the fuels, the fluid fuels is off or your tires not aligned and our body's the same way. You want to keep it in balance so it can ride and function so smoothly. And it is something that is achievable for everybody. You don't have to live in a certain neighborhood or have a certain job or education level. No, 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 no. You can start right where you are. And literally, even if you say, I can't do five minutes, but I can give you two. Well, take them two minutes every day and commit to yourself. Do that. Right. Commit. Get in the mirror and hype no. yourself up. Cut on some Tony Jones or some Lizzie Jeff affirmations and just hype. <laughs> Even if you like, eh, I probably ain't this person yet. You'll become that. Keep hyping your ass up. Okay. Hype you up. You have to. I had to realize I got to start talking to myself like I'm trying to get some ass. 
Okay, like if, if a guy was talking to me and he was just like, yo, ugly busted ass, you ain't got nothing going on. And that's how we'll sometimes talk to ourselves. You wouldn't right. want to give him none, right? So right. talk to yourself like you trying to get with you. Uh, tell yourself, good. even though sometimes the boo, he, you may have a boo and they may tell you stuff that probably ain't always true, but they want to make you feel good. You have to do the same thing right. to yourself. Like Girl, you look good with that on. Look at that ass. Go on ahead. Look at you. Wait a minute. You got a baby. No, you ain't. How old are you? And I had to do that for myself. And it's not to take away from the other love that we have that's coming to us. But there right. is some power in that. I'm telling y'all, it will sound crazy in the beginning because it was funny to me. And even my husband would laugh like, oh, she about to go meditate. Or when he would get on my nerves, I remember the old Erica, like I'm from Detroit. And I'd be like, oh, you want to, what you got to say? I kept me a comeback. I kept a comeback ready. There have been times where I was like, you know what? I don't do that no more, boo. Let me go down here and meditate. Let me burn some sage on this shit. I ain't got time for that. And he'll right. even notice like, oh, damn, she don't need to argue. I ain't got time for that. Uh-uh. <laughs> no. Right. But it right. took, it's a process. It's not going to happen overnight. I didn't do one meditation for five minutes. And I'm like, oh, my God, I see the light. No, I had to keep doing it. And just like you feed your belly every day, you know when you're hungry, right? You know when you're like, oh, damn, I ain't ate. That's a lot of time we don't realize it when our life seems so foggy and off balance because we haven't fed our spirit or our mind. So you make that a daily habit when you making you a sandwich or fixing up that salad or putting in that order um, through DoorDash or wherever you at eating. Say, wait a minute, have I fed my spirit today? Have I told me I'm the shit today? Wait a minute, let me tell myself I'm the shit today. Let me just do that. And right. that little bit will make a difference. I promise you. Promise. Mm-hmm. Oh, I receive all of that. Yes. I feel like this episode is something that I didn't even know I needed. Like, I just am so very grateful to you. And I feel like this message will resonate with many. What I want to know before we bring this episode to a close is, um, can you tell us some of the medical and emotional benefits of incorporating cannabis into your life? Um, because I feel like there is such a stigma when it comes to cannabis and or weed um, in mm -hmm. our community. Um, and I feel that in other communities, cannabis has become the go-to thing and it is so widely accepted and spoken about. However, in our community, it's moving at a very slow pace. So being that you are a nurse, I wonder if you could tell our audience some of the positive benefits of incorporate, or even if you could speak to microdosing, because maybe not everyone knows what that is as well. Yes. So overall, just to let you all know, our bodies actually make the same type of nutrients that come from the plant. We actually have a system in our bodies. Every mammal, if you got dogs or cats, they got them too. So our bodies are equipped and made to benefit from cannabis. I know it sounds crazy because I used to think that when I first heard it, like, yeah, okay. But actually what it does is it helps promote what's considered um, the fancy medical word for balance, homeostasis. That mm -hmm. means everything is running smooth. So for us who are usually running stressed out, for us, stress is normal. And in the Black community, we've had so much trauma and pain and strife and heartache. And we got to work so hard all the time that stress is normal to us. We think that that is not sleeping. Being stressed out is normal. High blood pressure, that's normal. And so what cannabis actually does in our bodies, the nutrients that are found in that plant help to bring things back in balance. So for myself, an example, when I couldn't sleep good, I just thought that was normal. Who sleeps good? 
I didn't realize how with taking CBD, how that actually helps to regulate my sleep cycle, helps to also calm my mind and actually getting involved with the receptors in your brain and throughout your body to help boost the serotonin when you need to feel good, to help bring, because um, usually we're in a state of fight or flight. Oh my God, I got to go. Oh my God, something going to happen to me. And that is not how we should be all the time. You got to think fight or flight is like you running from a tiger, but you've been running from a tiger for 30 years straight. And that's pretty much how my life was. I was in a constant state of stress all the time. And that's when we have inflammation in our bodies. That's when we have diabetes, high blood pressure. Um, some of those health conditions that people are like, I don't even know why you have this because our bodies are so out of whack. So cannabis actually does have benefits. There is not a lot of research because it had been illegal for so long, but there are a lot of benefits that show how it actually does help to stabilize our body, bring it back to that level of balance so it can function how it was supposed to. And with microdosing, the simple way, because sometimes you hear these words micro, it makes you may think of like, oh, macro, micro calculus, what the hell is this? But it's really just getting small uh, amounts. Right. You know, because even when I first heard it, I was like, oh, that's too much. Uh-uh. I ain't like calculus in school. I don't want to hear nothing about no micro. But really, it's, <laughs> it's getting small amounts throughout. You can do it daily. Some people may add like, doing textures and having it in your smoothie in the day or getting actual raw flour and mixing it up in your foods or like I say in a smoothie or drink or juicing so having a small amount a day is how you're like feeding that body and getting it back in balance just slowly getting things replenishing right. your body and what I like about microdosing is that for people who are kind of on that fear of oh I don't want to be high and in the black community we've been traumatized when it came to cannabis like for real, or weed, mm -hmm. that's what it was to me forever with weed. Mm -hmm. Weed traumatized us. So yes, you may see, you know, white moms smoking weed and it's all fun. And even though I still participate, I kind of sometimes have to, you know, be like, girl, no, you need to have people who look like you and see you. Like, no, it's okay right. that I medicate my body. Mm -hmm. um, and something that I even do offer for people who are like, I don't know where to start. Um, I do consults with people. So if you have questions and you're like, I need guidance. I don't know what I'm supposed to get. Do I need indica? Do I need this? Do I need right. should I smoke it? Should I vape it? Should I? I offer right. consultations where I can help specifically guide you. And it's not a one size fit all when it comes to cannabis. That's something it I really it? want people to know. Uh -huh. It's not like taking the Tylenol where you can say everybody can take one or two pills every four to six hours. It's different. And one thing I noticed when I became more intentional with using cannabis is how I, that really is what helped me connect with my body because I had to start paying attention to how I felt mm. and realize what worked and what didn't work as opposed to take this pill. It'll work in a few hours. I'll be good. No, I had to take the time and listen. So there are many benefits, even just not just on the you know cardiovascular, you know, promoting heart health, promoting brain health. Our sexual health, which you know I gotta drop that in there. You know I'm talking I'm always talking about something sexy and juicy and delicious. But even for women, there are so many benefits and we have so many receptors in our female organs that attract right. CBD, like the that whole reason for the clit is pleasure. Like there's Let, no other girl, reason for it. Literally like, eight thousand nerve endings. You got eight thousand nerve endings. Right. But you know, Me and only got four thousand. Right, right, mm -hmm. right. So, yeah, so as I said, everything that you have shared has been so useful and so necessary. And I'm so thankful for your time. And I would like you to tell the people how they can find you on social media. 
Yes. So I am on Instagram as Canna Nurse Hill. It's Canna like cannabis, C-A-N-N-A, nurse, N-U-R-S-E, Hill, H-E-A-L, one word, Canna Nurse Hill. Um, my website, I have um, my ebook is on there, the A Woman's Guide to a Delicious Life. So if you want to get that little sample bite of deliciousness, please go check it out. I've added in the back of it a cannabis journal template and some other goodies for you as well. I also have some freebies on the website. I have a free five minute meditation. So for all y'all, that's like, yeah, girl, but I don't know where I'm a fan of meditation. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's called you know, I got five on it, and you got five. Okay. So <laughs> no excuse. Listen, I heard it in my head when you said I got five on it. I'm not gonna sing it, but I already heard it. Listen. <laughs> People, thank you so much for taking time to listen to this episode of Womanhood Decoded. It has been an absolute pleasure. This is your girl, Tasha, and we will see you on next week.